securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hi, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you too as well. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about and uh, a lot of it has to do with your taxes. Oh, hey. go figure. <laughs> but we always like to say stuff that's in the news, and I know that that St. Louis County property tax for seniors thing is in the news right now, so we'll tackle that. Um, the guy, the head of the Fed here in St. Louis is resigning and moving on to uh, a, probably a nice, cushy college oh, job. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to start with this, though that the IRS is warning people, stop trying to make frivolous tax claims and get out of paying your fair share of taxes because they will eat you alive. But yes. Jeff, I want to mention at the very start, you are a senior tax strategist and you are the wealth advisor at Capital Advisory Group. Full disclosure, you do my taxes every year. Um, you did Heidi's taxes. Yes. Uh, I sent my parents to you. Yes. You know, it's just kind of something where you start to feel comfortable with someone that you want to tell the world about it. And your phone number is 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. And it's not, I, I have to, I have to admit it. Yeah. I, I'm not coming to see you, Jeff, because I love your bright and cheery personality. Yes. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's not because... Um, you know, you've got a nice office, and you offer me paydays every time that's I walk right, in. That's right. That's right. The the peanuts and the caramel. Yes. <laughs> so good, so good. It, that's not the reason I'm coming to see. I'm coming because you saved me money. Yes. I that's, get, at the end of the day, that's it. I get to keep more money because I'm using you, and you find, uh, and they're not even loopholes. These no. are these are things that are built into the tax code. These are things that you know, uh, Congress. And, and their aides, they write the tax code. Yes. And and I am cynical, and I say they write it for the rich guy. But yeah. To a degree. To um, a degree. But they've thrown some bones in there. There's a bunch. There's a whole bunch out there for us. You, me, mm -hmm. and the average Joe out there. And if you're not taking advantage of the things inside the tax code that can benefit you, then exactly. you're leaving money on the table. Tons of money on the table. And it's not on the table, actually. It's it's well, going. It's it's in the pocket of the IRS. It's going the to the government. Yeah. So, the the name of your book, "Keep What's Yours: How to Leverage the New Tax Laws to Create Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition." We mention this all the time because it's a handy dandy book. It's little. Uh, it's easy to to digest. There's a couple of cartoons in here yeah. that <laughs> kind of like poke fun and make fun of of taxes and all that stuff. It's easy. You dog ear a couple pages. You say, hey, Jeff, you know, page 74 and, you know, page 52. I want to know more about it. But 
creating unfair advantage over your competition. Your competition is the federal government. Exactly. Or the states. Or the states. And I don't want to say that we're at odds because I I truly don't mind paying taxes. Exactly. And again, we're not really at odds with them. They put a set of rules out there that says, here's what you can go with. As long as we use those to our advantage, save some money, you're good to go. And it's not like, you know, the people at the IRS are like, oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff figured it. Jeff beat get us him. in. We'll get him next year. Yeah. yeah. They put it in there for us to exactly. use. The only problem. Don't know what you don't know. Nobody told us yeah. about it. Exactly. It's not like Josh Hawley and uh, <laughs> is it Eric Schmidt. Yeah. Is, is he our new senator? It's not like they came to our house. And, and said, said yeah. look, now we'll sit down, we'll have a 20-minute conversation, explain all the new tax laws. It's never going to happen. And Wagner and Corey Bush, yeah. uh, they're not coming to our houses no. to tell us about this stuff. So it's kind of up to us to figure it out on our own. If they and, do show up, you're on the news anyway. So Yeah. <laughs> you don't want these people coming here. Um, they'll probably ask you for money. Yeah. Frankly. But it's up to us to figure out on our own, or it's up to us to find someone yes. that we trust. Exactly to help do it for us. And that's what Jeff is here for. He's the guy I found to do it for me, and he can do it for you. 636-394-5524. Now, you said stop trying to make frivolous tax arguments because the IRS will eat you alive. Yes. So we, every year, it seems like maybe every month, we have people saying, oh, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write this off, you know, crazy stuff like that. And I don't think that we really even know what writing off means. What is the, What was that Seinfeld episode <laughs> where Kramer is trying to get Jerry to do some sort of mail fraud? Yeah, yeah. He's like, and well, then, they write it they off. They write it off. It's well, not a big deal. But it is. Yeah. Do because... you know what a write-off is? He's, no, I don't. <laughs> but do you? Exactly. So a write-off is, and I'll give an example, um, someone who has a hobby that really says, hey, this is a business. I made 1000 or $2,000 in revenue, but I got $90,000 in expenses. That's a hobby. Okay, People put that, they give it to us all the time, almost like they try to slip it in to see if we'll just start writing it off. Well, no, there's no way on the face of the earth we're going to do that as a hobby. So the concept is, is all of the expenses are personal expenses. The income is taxable to you as straight income. Okay, If, if you're a woodworker or you're a hobbyist in whatever exactly. field it is and you sell a thing or two, you have to be truly exactly. trying to make profit motive right. end of Pro- the day. That, that's so what that's I was that's for. not there just go. Oh, hey, I made a little bit of money on this, yeah. but now so, I'm a business. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. there's a ton of stuff on the internet, um, Facebook and Instagram. They're like, hey, you could write off everything. Just create an LLC and you write it off. That is a huge issue. Those people on on Facebook and Instagram, they're not signing your tax return. Um, and at the end of the day, if they realize what the penalties were for that, it'd be a whole nother ball game. Okay, so the 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 strategy strategy is don't make frivolous tax arguments unless you know for a fact they could stand up to an IRS audit. Period. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, nobody's been audited in years. It's coming. It's around the corner. Um, they've hired. I think I don't know what the number is. Last number was like five thousand new agents. To help answer phones, but as they go forward, originally it was an $80 billion budget over 10 years. 
Uh, they had to give back $20 billion of it for the debt ceiling debate. Um, so they're still at $60 billion over the next 10 years. So they're, they're hiring more people. Yes. To, and frankly, we talk about it all the time. The IRS is badly in need. Oh, desperate. They've been under, underfunded for years, for years. And it's starting to show. And, and most people think that we're, you know, oh, that's an excuse. No, it's not. When we sit down to go fix something at the IRS, whether it's our mistake, whether it's, a, you know, the IRS. You as a tax preparer. We have to sit on the phone for three hours, upwards of three hours minimum to get somebody to talk to. And that is so stupid. And, and there used to be a preparer hotline that was, you know, preparers only. We'd call, say, hey, technical question, you know, or here's an issue. Can you help me fix it? It doesn't exist. So the good old days of writing a letter, send it. And, and again, this is how you used to do it pre-COVID. You would draft a letter. You would protest or, you know, petition some of the stuff they were saying. Send it in. Um, and then you'd get a response in 30 or 40 days. Everything was great. We, we got stuff sitting in there for years with no response. So we don't know if did it, you know, never make it there. Did it get shredded? Did it whatever? So that's the issue. Not saying that we need a bunch of uh, agents out auditing people by no means. Um, but we need we just need someone to answer people to the answer phone. the phone and process <laughs> just, paperwork. Just so pick up the phone. Yeah. So here's here's I mean, just some of, you know, like some of the stuff we, you know, we hear. Uh, paying income tax is voluntary. It's not really voluntary. Um, it's kind of your, your duty, um, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, I don't have to pay tax on religious or ethical or moral grounds. No. Right. <laughs> you could try that argument, but it's not going to go that far. Um, you, know, uh, you know, the IRS is, you know, unconstitutional and all stuff down that path. Here, here's the issue. So the failure to file penalty. So if you say, I'm not going to file my tax return because the IRS is unconstitutional, how about to the amount of 5% of unpaid taxes per month? So run that out over a year, 5% of your unpaid taxes over 12 months. That's failure to file penalties. Um, failure to pay penalties are five-tenths of unpaid taxes per month. Still pretty heavy duty. So if you're, you're, what you're saying is if you're going to try to get cute with the IRS and say, oh, I'm a, I'm a business, even though you're just a hobby. Exactly. Or uh, I am, a, a, what was it, the flying spaghetti monster. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I don't have to pay taxes. You want to try to get cute. Well, eventually the IRS is going to say, no, you have to pay your taxes, and they're going to ding you for. Well, so remember, this is from the date of filing. So right. if this yes. is 2020, and which we got, I think 2020, we got pushed to July, I think, was the actual file date. July 15th, coming forward to today, you get dinged if you didn't file your return, 5% unpaid taxes per month. That's a lot of money. So if they finally <clears throat> get you, you know, the following year, they say your uh, religion that you clearly just made up, yeah. <laughs> your anti-tax religion that yes. you just made up uh, doesn't fly. You have to pay uh, your taxes, and you have to pay the penalties for the last eight, nine, ten months. Whatever it is, yeah, coming that you've forward. Been trying to fight yes. this, yeah. So don't try to get cute with it. No, and just these are probably people trying to do their own taxes. Yes. Like if, if I came to you, no. Jeff, and I said I'm a spaghetti monster guy, I'd say never gonna fly. You would say, <laughs> you know, let me let me pawn you off on yeah <laughs> on someone. I'll else. send you down the street. No, yeah. um, no stuff like that. I mean, we see people that are again, like I said, they have a hobby. Um, it's a real life hobby, um, but they're like, hey, it's my business, and I'm writing all this stuff. It's like, uh, uh-uh, ain't gonna fly. 
Now, if you had a true corporation that you just started and you had startup costs, that's different because you're out trying with a profit motive at the end of the day. You're trying to make money. It's just going to take you a little bit to get there. That's different. This is where you're blatantly like, hey, made $600, but I got $20,000 in expenses. Not going to fly. But can I come to you and say, well, Jeff, you know, I do belong to a real religion and I make donations and I do have this hobby, but I am making some money. You can say, well, look, let's not try to go the spaghetti monster route. Exactly. But there are certain things that you can do. Other things you can do. Maybe you're not necessarily a full on business, but here's some other things that you can do. And maybe next year and and work into it to make sure if you ever got audited, you'd have to throw all your cards on the table. And if you have a crazy, you know, hey, this is my religion and I don't have to pay tax, it's not going to fly. Right. So that's why I always say on this show, if you're one of these taxation is theft people and you want to go picket City Hall and say, I shouldn't have to pay income tax, all that stuff, great. You're still probably going to have to pay income tax. Yes. But if you don't like paying taxes, you need to call Jeff right now. Yes. And because we'll help work through what you can deduct and what you cannot deduct. He'll make it so that you do pay the taxes that you owe, but you don't pay the extras. Yeah. Find the ways to work around. Find the built-in to the tax code tax breaks exactly. and tax write-offs that you actually can take. Yeah. And you'll find out that, yeah, oh, you know what? I did pay taxes, but not as much as I did last exactly. year. Exactly. And, and the biggest one that's hiding out there is what they call an accuracy-related penalty of 20% of unpaid tax. So if you're, you got a 1099 floating out there and you're like, ah, oh, that guy never sent me a 1099. I'm not going to worry about it. Be worried about it. Because if you underreport your income by more than 25%, this accuracy penalty pops up and says, hey, you knew about it. You didn't address it. And so people do that and then they wait two or three years and then they amend a return and go, oh yeah, I owe that money. They'll come back with this penalty and you. hit you. The clock is always running yes, with the IRS. always running. Look, they're so, underfunded and understaffed, but they know what we owe them. Pretty much. You I know? mean, with all the stimulus checks, they know exactly what they paid you, um, and you were supposed to be on your honor and report it. And if you were a penny off, they hung your tax return up. And those 1099s, yeah, we get a copy, but so do they. Exactly. So if they know mine which. doesn't match theirs... <laughs> get a letter that says you reported x but someone else reported x and what's going on here and then you got to sit down and explain yourself in detail yeah and you just don't want to do that just do it (laughs) you can there are ways to save more money there are ways to keep more of your money rather than going to taxes you can keep it in your pocket keep it in your in your bank account and that is by calling jeff and actually sitting down with a tax professional and doing it the right way, 636-394-5524, the legal way. Yes. Jeff, you always <laughs> say the, there's guardrails. We're driving down the tax highway. Yeah. And as long as we stay on the road. You're you perfectly know, fine. I can swerve and do 360s uh-huh. and all this stuff, but as long as I'm on the road, which within, is the law. The within the guardrails, law. you're fine. You within jump the over the guardrails, that's a whole, you're off into the weeds. Now and you're in a, the ditch. Yep, it's a whole nother thing. And just hope that they don't come looking for you. Um, All right. We'll go to a commercial break. And when we come back, we will talk about this St. Louis County property tax for the seniors. What does it mean? Real estate taxes. And Jeff, this might be a dumb question, but when I buy a house, do I pay sales tax on the house? We'll find out 
in the next segment. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert on the Big 550 KTRS. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Now, my really dumb question on the, on the <laughs> There's way. There's never a dumb question. <laughs> only dumb people. Um, when I buy a car, I pay sales tax. Yes. And whether I try to roll that into my monthly payment or pay it all up mm-hmm. front when I get my license plates, all that stuff, uh, it's a hefty, hefty fee. You know, oh, we, sure it is. we forget about that. Yeah. Um, we pay sales tax on a car. When we buy a house that is three hundred, three fifty, four hundred thousand dollars, do we pay sales tax? No, on a house. No sales tax on a house. Um, you pay your real estate tax. So if you say you closed on your house today, they would prorate or make you force you to pay the real estate tax at closing between now and December, and then in your payments, if you have a mortgage. Your payments have uh, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance are the mm-hmm. four elements of your escrow. And principal, in there, interest, taxes, and insurance. Yes. Got it. Got and it. then the, the tax side of it will be prorated. You'd pay basically start banking money for next year. So I bought my first house a couple of years ago. I'm 40, almost 42 years old, birthday coming up next month. And, you know, maybe we're three years in. Mm-hmm. So I've, uh, needless to say, I've never paid a house off. Yeah. When you pay the house off, do you still owe taxes every year? Yes. Every year you'll still owe taxes and insurance. Okay. You have to insure it and you have to pay your real estate tax as you but, go forward. But I paid the mortgage off, the house is mine, yep. but... It, the, every December or well, the state, fall the city of, of St. Yeah. Charles, they're still coming Fall in. of every year, they're going to send you a nice little bill. Um, Who am I paying? Missouri? Am I paying? You're actually paying to your county seat. So you're St. Charles, Charles County, yeah. um, St. Louis County. Um, and everybody I'm sure listening just got, and you're in St. St. Louis County, you got your nice little adjustment for your assessment. Was it, did it go up? Skyrocketed through the roof <laughs> two years in a row. Um, I mean, crazy numbers. Does um, this insane real estate market, does this, you know, where people are paying 50 grand over asking price, does that reflect it, yeah. in, in in a roundabout way property. it does? Yeah, but again, when they do this assessment, um, we have some McMansions in our neighborhood that my house is nowhere near. I mean, light years away from it. But that's what they're basing. But they're using that as the uh, yeah as kind the of comps. the catalyst, and yeah. that's the comp. And I'm like, nope, I don't think so. Um, Can you argue that? Yes. You can go take it to St. Louis County, St. Charles County, St. Louis City. Um, you get to go push the issue with them and say my, my comps are wrong. It's a long, drug-out process. Um, there's even companies in St. Louis County that will go to bat for you. Um, you turn it over to them. They get a piece of whatever they save you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I forget what it is, maybe 20% of whatever they save you in tax savings for that year is what their fee is. If I, I just railed last segment about people trying to get cute when it comes to their taxes mm-hmm. and try to you know finagle the system, if I knock down all the walls in my house and I say, well— St. Charles, I live in a one-bedroom, <laughs> one bath. That would be kind of going down that path. Um, one, your house might collapse on you because some right. of those interior walls hold Load it up. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that would be the kind of that scenario. Yeah, this isn't a bedroom. This is yeah. the ballroom. This is the ballroom. And this yeah. is where my pool is going to go now. <laughs> right. So uh, the 
And is that property tax or is that real estate tax? Well, it's it's real estate tax, and then you have personal property also. Personal property, so, state of Missouri, different. Illinois doesn't have to worry about the personal property tax. They don't pay that. That's why you see a lot of cars running around with Illinois plates on it, mm-hmm. um, just because they can get away with it. Um, but in St. Louis, you pay so that car you bought that you had to pay sales tax on. Um, you got to pay the tax again at the end of every year. For every year, piece of property that you own. But the older my car gets, like hypothetically, that, yeah, that the older it gets. Thirteen-year-old Volvo that I just had to get rid of. Yeah, it goes slowly, steps down each I think year. They were, they were like, just give us twenty bucks and yeah, call, call it, it a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah. what's that trick over in Illinois? They just they, don't, they don't pay property tax. But they got to get you somewhere, right? They, I think they get them in another tax. But mm-hmm. I know that that's the a lot of people will register their vehicles over. Um, yeah. One of the things which is crazy and it's uh, i guess it's legal you buy a motorhome um it's a three hundred thousand dollar motorhome hypothetically if you put plates on it state of missouri you're going to pay sales tax on it at three hundred thousand dollars so there's your sales tax on house yeah so what they do is they create trusts in montana south dakota and they register it in those states and then you do not pay the sales tax on it you pay a it's a, a, a longevity trust in uh, North Dakota, and uh, you pay them thousand bucks, two thousand bucks a year to hold this trust. Your RV is held in trust in that state. In uh, when it comes to a motorhome, do you pay personal property tax on that, or do you pay real estate tax on that? Personal property. Personal property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you pay sales tax just like a car yeah. when you buy it if you registered it in the state of Missouri. And then you'd have to pay annually, pay your uh, personal property tax on it going forward. And you always say this, and, and it really comes to light when you start talking about stuff like this. Taxes are everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you look. Every corner you turn around. You want to buy an RV? Taxes. You yep. want to buy this? Taxes. Taxes, taxes, taxes. You want to get a house and you pay the house off? You still have to pay taxes on it. Sit down look at your utility bills and your cell phone bills. There's taxes um, on that? There's taxes on top of taxes on those. I mean, it's nuts. If you really, really added up all the true tax you pay, uh, it's brain-boggling. And, and trying to – what's nuts is trying to do this yourself. You need someone like Jeff to be with you and hold your hand and tell you – the, the routes to go down, and you told us about that the flex spending account that yeah. we use for my son's school, and, and we're keeping 1200 bucks a year doing that, and that's just one thing. You know, there's no magic bullet. You say you yeah. do 5, 10, 20 things, and you've saved, you know, 100 exactly. bucks here and yeah. 500 bucks there. It all adds up. It's all math, and you just don't know these things exist, and you don't even, even if you do know that they exist, you don't know how to implement them into your the plan. personal yeah, plan. Exactly. So that's what Jeff is here for, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor, capital advisory group. 636-394-5524 is the phone number. Now, going back to real estate taxes, <laughs> what is this St. Louis County um, bill or proposal for the seniors? What is it saying? So what took place was back, uh, I think it was Governor Parsons, put into play last year that each uh, county in the state of Missouri can decide whether they freeze real estate taxes for seniors. So senior, take the, you know, interpretation of it. Um, Basically, you know, over 65, you know, have uh, drawing Social Security. I'm sure there's going to be a property uh, appraisal limit 
um, where you can't have a million dollar piece of property and say, hey, I want a tax abatement. Yeah. I'm over 65. Yeah. <laughs> don't charge um, me taxes. So this is not the, what's reference. We reference it as the circuit breaker, which is the real estate tax. So if you are a senior, you're over, I think it's 62, you make less total income, less than 30 grand, you can then claim up as high as an $1,100 credit for your real estate tax that you pay. And that's, we, we call it the circuit breaker. Um, and if you rent, so if you live in an assisted uh, living home, uh, maybe full-blown nursing home, and they pay real estate tax, you get a letter from them that says, hey, we fall under this, this topic, and it's $27,000 total income, and then you get a credit up to 1100 on your real estate tax that you paid um, or on your rents that you paid. So this is not the circuit breaker. It's not. This is saying that they freeze the actual real estate tax on a senior's homes going forward. So apparently, it went to vote the other day, uh, last week, and it failed miserably in mm-hmm. St. Louis County Council. Right. Because um, that's, that's a lot of money. So what they're saying is that this— There's a lot of people over 65 that own houses. Taxing districts would miss out on $34 million in revenue. Um, had the plan the last four years if the plan would have been in place. Isn't St. Louis County already facing a a deficit? I think that's why they raised the real estate tax assessments straight across the board on everybody, no matter where you were. Why you got that letter in the mail that you're... (laughs) The assessor showed up, I think, like three times trying to get inside. and like, no, nobody's home. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, So they're saying that when Parsons did this, it, it will actually fall back to the counties. Now, apparently, the city of St. Louis is running with this. Um, they want to do it. And they want to do it. So yeah. they're going to try and figure out, you know, yeah, and I'm sure they're going to say, hey, the value of the home can't be X or above. You have to be, you know, 62 or older or 65 and older. It's not or a something. tax freeze for rich people. No. You know, it's, it's going to go to seniors who exactly. are probably living on fixed incomes. So, and we see that day in, day out where they're calling saying, hey, I need an extra. You know, they're not asking for tens of thousands of dollars. They're asking for, hey, I need an extra 400 bucks a month. That's inflation. So it is hitting them and hitting them hard on fixed income. So we'll see what happens. They say county now, the the trick is they have to go collect signatures um, from at least 5% of the number of people that voted in the 2020 uh, gubernatorial uh, election. And then it gets to go to ballot, and then we get to vote on it. Okay. So <laughs> we'll see how this pans out. But And then they're saying that the – I think in uh, Missouri Tax Relief Now is one of the, the uh, organizations that's out there saying that they're one they're questioning how the St. Louis County came up with this thirty four million dollars. They don't really know the math on it. Oh yet. yeah, where did you get the yeah, math? Yeah, just arbitrarily go. Hey, it's thirty four million. We're gonna um, miss out on yeah, know, thirty plus million dollars. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the other side of the equation is they're saying St. Louis City may not be able to do this because of some of the rules that they're back building into this. So it's kind of that political game out of my, my uh, pay grade. Sure. So, But when it comes to real estate taxes, that's where schools get their money from, well, right? So there, there's a letter that was sent, and I believe that it said that nearly two dozen St. Louis County school districts signed a letter opposing the bill. So Two dozen? Two school- dozen. Are there 24 24- more than 24 school districts? I'm going to take a guess. There must be in there St. Louis County. Yeah. <laughs> Probably all of them. <laughs> you know, Ferguson, Florissant. I'm just going oh, to yeah, Parkway. Parkways, um, Rockwood. Rockwood. Um, yeah. Northwest. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess that'd be Jeff County. 
Franklin County, Jeff County. But, but they're out there. They're out there. Okay. Yeah. Fox. Is Fox one? That might be Maybe Jefferson. Just, yeah. That might be Jefferson County. But but they've all petitioned it because if you have, if you look in, especially in St. Louis County, if you look at your your notice that you just got on what your bills, your real estate bill is going to be, I think it's on the fourth page. It'll flip it over and it shows where your money goes. Like, you know, uh, special school district is number one. I believe like fire district is one or two ambulance districts right behind that. And then your school district. So they're top. They're up there from yeah. their funding. And that's where it comes from. So. So they're saying, don't, don't take yeah. <laughs> our money away, yeah. you know, as, as if schools had it hard enough. Exactly. You know? uh, and you're coming so, in and, and you're taking some money yeah, away. Yeah, so we'll follow this and see. I, I mean, mean I, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. It feels, you know, really terrible to say, you know, you paid off your house and you're on a fixed income. And you've retired, lived there forever. You've lived you, there forever. We're I mean, taxing you in perpetuity yes. into oblivion. Yeah. Um, so it's a good idea, but boots on the ground when the numbers are crunched yeah, doesn't I mean, make doesn't make real sense because it may force some seniors out of those houses. I mean, say that it was a bigger house, but you did the right thing and paid your house off by the time you retired. You can't afford it because now the taxes went from four grand a year to fifteen thousand a year over yeah, that's time. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, you can't afford it. You always you always tell me, you know, the little old lady that moved into Ladue when it was yeah. just you know farmland bought a house for fifteen grand in the forties and it's worth one point five million today. Yeah, they got a tax issue. <laughs> that's that's insane. That's that's inflation over time. Time value of money. Um, is is that something where you know you're at? You're a tax strategist, you're a wealth advisor. Uh, I mean, you clearly are, are giving people advice when it comes to their their incomes and, and oh, yeah. how to retire and how to do it smartly and make your money last. I mean, nobody wants to force somebody to leave their, their home that they've no. been in for 50 years. But do you ever say, look, it would probably be in your best interest to sell this house? In some cases, yes. And in mm-hmm. other cases, it sounds crazy. Tax law today... Um, you do a like a beneficiary deed. It goes into a trust, something, and when the owner of that place passes away, there's a step up in basis. So, the little old lady that bought the house for fifteen grand in Ladue, it's worth one point five million today. If she sold it, she's got a huge tax bill. Oh yeah, capital so gains. So the concept is maybe hit your kids up and help them help you make the the tax payments on it or whatever the case may be. Because when you pass, as when long it's as, left to them, when it's left to the children or the beneficiaries, it's a step up in basis. All her gains get wiped away. Nobody pays tax. That's interesting. So that's and that's so come that up. Gulf between one point five million and fifteen thousand dollars goes away. Uh, two fifty or really two sixty five as basis was fifteen plus she gets a two hundred fifty thousand dollar exclusion plus any improvements over time, but nobody keeps their receipts anymore because mm-hmm. it's wiffle-waffled back and forth where originally it was, oh, you had to do equal or greater replacement value, no taxes. And then they came back and said, nope, 250 or 500 gain, you know, is excluded. So in today's environment, stuff like that, you would set up a, uh, an attorney can help put a uh, what's called a beneficiary deed on it, and it goes to your beneficiaries, to a trust, and then basically upon death, step up in basis, no, she, the, the owner does not pay tax, 
children inherit fair market value date of death. Thank you very much. That's wild. So, so that's that's like saying, you know, mom's on a fixed income. She just happened to buy a farmhouse and a bunch of land and yeah. it became Ledoux. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she can't afford the taxes on it, but we're going to pay the taxes because it's going to benefit us. And, and I hate to say that to, in, in the long run. In the, exactly. In front of the parents like, hey, just wait till you pass away. But I mean, that's tax law today. It's hard to talk about yeah. stuff like that. But mom, do you want to stay in your house? Exactly. We got to talk about, you know. Yeah. When when the time ultimately comes, exactly. Because so. it's coming, mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I got another weird. Uh, you know, again, I'm I'm sitting here saying, stop cheating on your taxes. <laughs> but uh, my sister built a little addition onto her house. My mom lives there now. Mm-hmm. If my mom, they did some finagling. My mom's over sixty five. Yes. If she became the owner of that property. And this senior uh, real estate discount kicks in. Hypothetically, yes. Hypothetically. <laughs> but that comes with a whole nother whole list set of, you know, of now issues. My sister isn't in control of her yep. own house. Exactly. You, she'd have to give up control to hand the deed to your mom. If it has a loan on the house, you know, all that all fun gets stuff. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it gets really weird. But right. yeah, under that concept, it could freeze it. And, you know, I come to you and I'm a idiot. So I, I, oh, I got this great idea while I was in the shower. And I come to you and you say, Josh, when you get done, when, after all is said and done and you have to refinance and your mom has to take yeah. the loan, uh, no, Might it's not, not be worth it. Worth it. Yeah. And that's what math is. You always say, what's the math? Math always wins. Math always wins. Yeah. Math doesn't lie. It's math. Yeah. So if the numbers work, do it. If, yeah. they don't, if they don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, and, and we field questions like that where people are like, well, hey, what if? You know, and, and usually when it starts that way, you're like, oh, <laughs> but right. but I mean, some of them are are funny and some of them are legit going, hey, you're on the right path. But we just right. need to tweak it a little bit. We need bit. to tweak it. And this yeah. is how you do it. Legally. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you don't. <laughs> nobody's in trouble and you didn't do anything unethical or illegal as you go forward. So. I, I wonder if, uh, you know, because I again, I'm the idea guy, but I don't actually know how the tax code works. People come to you and say, hey, what about this, this and that? And yes. you say, yeah, that's called a. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. And we do it all the time. <laughs> we do it every day. Here's how you do it. Um, walk them right through it. And then other things were like, yeah, you could do it, but you and I will probably go to jail. Go to jail for day. it. Right. So, no, we're not going to do that. And they go, oh, okay. <laughs> I always go to Lion's Choice and I mix the uh, the ketchup and the horseradish together. Oh. And, you know, I stir it up. Should go to jail for that. <laughs> well, you know, I bring it to you and say, Jeff, look at this. And you tell me, Josh, you just invented cocktail sauce. That's right. Like, oh, oh, okay. You know, I thought I had come it's up with this. It's patented. Right. I thought I came up with this great idea. Apparently, it's been out there for years. So that's kind of what Jeff does. You come to him with some ideas or you come to him and say, look, I'm paying through the nose in taxes and I'm not taking any sort of advantage exactly. of the tax code. What's out there for me? Jeff can help you out. 636-394-5524. Like I said, we do a flex spending account for my son's daycare. I'm getting 1200 bucks back on my wife's paycheck in our joint checking account. We are keeping 1200 bucks just from that one thing alone. Exactly. Jeff can find stuff like that for you as well. 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. We'll go to commercial break. But the Fed chairman here in St. Louis, or the, the head of the Fed. Head of the Fed, St. Louis. In St. Louis, stepping down. What does the Fed do? The regional Feds, what do they do in that big building downtown? We'll find out right after this. Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. 
Back on the show, the Fed here in St. Louis. We've got a Fed here. How many Feds are located around the country? I believe there's 11 regional Feds. And right. so all Sometimes these... you'll see stories that say the St. Louis Fed has exactly. released a study. And everybody's like, oh, there's not a Federal Reserve in St. Louis. There is. There's 11 regionals. And so when they vote on we're going to raise rates, hold rates, lower rates, all the economic policy, these 11 Fed chairmen get together. They all sell it, in a sense, to one another to say, hey, here's my reason why we need to keep rates up or down or whatever. And then when they're all said and done, they all vote. So Janet Yellen and... She's the mastermind behind it all. Mm -hmm. So she's really not a Fed. She's the chair, chair chairwoman, I guess who's you could the, call it. Who's him. the other guy that we hear about from all the time? Um, well, that's uh, there's a whole bunch of, a whole them. Bunch of them. But when so. they say we're going to raise it a quarter of a percent... That is getting input from St. Louis. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So there's 11 regionals that get to come and sell their story, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And James Bullard is the one, St. Louis. Um, he is the longest running. He's worked St. Louis Fed for 33 years, I think they were saying. Um, and so he is resigning, and he is going to go take a position at Purdue University. So cool. I'm assuming he's like an economics teacher or professor. Semi-retirement. Yeah. Take yeah. his retirement, run, do his thing. That's why um, I, I want to retire uh, from KTRS. Uh, when you always say seventy-three. Seventy-three. <laughs> right. It's a, a long, long way off. <laughs> I'll go uh, be a professor of, yeah. of talk or, I'm radio. Sorry. I'm sorry. It does say in here he is going to be the dean of Purdue University's oh. business school. So maybe so not even, retiring. <laughs> he's not really retiring. He's kind of frying pan to the fire there. Yeah. Uh, wow. But yeah, he's he's probably one of the most vocal advocates. Oh, really? um, of getting over the last couple of years, getting inflation under control. Very bullish. Very, uh, yeah. very. So, and you see him on CNBC all the time. They interview him. You see him on the news. Um, so, I think it's August. I'm not sure what his date is. Sure. But here shortly, he's going to resign. And literally, they got to go find a replacement. So, well, congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess. And uh, thank you for all all the work that you've done. Exactly. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, the Corporate Transparency Act, you brought this up last week, but we didn't have time to get yes. to it. But you said it's very important. This is very important. Very, very important. So in 2024, this is not an IRS filing. Um, this is um, yeah, kind of a it's going to be 100 percent electronic. If you have a corporation, whether you're Walmart and you're registered in the state of Missouri or you were that, uh, you know, uh, real estate agent. You just started. You made $1,000. What if I've got an LLC? LLC, uh, partnerships, S-corps, C-corps. We did an LLC for our you, beach condo. Your beach condo falls in this. I'm in this. Yes. Okay. So what has to take place is this is crazy. But here is, um, I'll call it overreach of our federal government. So in 2021, they put this in the in the play. Uh, it's called the Corporate Transparency Act. And what it is is they want, to, they want to reduce money laundering. But somehow these corporations that are legit corporations that try to make a profit on a daily basis now have to report in 2024. And basically, it's kind of wild, um, single-member LLC, um, by the end of 2024, you have to do this. And there, the, here's the trick is there's a potential $500 daily penalty if you forget uh, and the possibility of two years imprisonment. 
Okay. Well, I don't know which is worse. You know, so, $500 a day or go to jail for two Yes. Years. So the forms are not even out there yet. So you can't preempt this and kind of go, hey, I'm going to cheat and get it done and January yeah. 1 file it. But get this, it. Let me get ahead of this. <clears throat> this is big. Um, so literally there's a couple of forms that need to be filled out. We're going to send our clients letters towards the end of this year saying here's the data that we need. Um, and it's pretty stupid. Um, you know, it's like full legal name according to the Secretary of State, a good standing report which you go to the Secretary of State, says, hey, you paid your fee, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, uh, DBA names, like if you have a corporation, but yet old DBA doing business as names yeah. in the past, you need to list those. It goes on to uh, current street address of the principal uh, in a P.O. box. Third-party agents don't, don't uh, hit this requirement. It has to be a street address of the actual owner of the business. So a lot of people get a third party to be their, I'll say, stand-in-line person so that they don't ever have to worry about it. Can't do that on this. Um, you know, state, tribal, foreign jurisdiction of formation. So if you're <clears throat> a, a company, you're a corporation, you're an LLC, this is basically just the government saying, hey, show us your paperwork. A whole bunch of more information. <clears throat> you have to file it. We don't know if there's fees to file this yet. Um, haven't heard. The, the paperwork has not even been created. But starting by the end of 2024, this has to be filed. If you have every year, well, we're seeing the first year. We don't know if this is an ongoing any changes. On a I think, basis, yeah. uh, but they're saying if you change addresses, um, so uh, a change of there's five items that are needed, which basically address. Um, you have to report it within 30 days, and you're not reporting to the IRS. You're not reporting to the SBA. You're actually reporting it to the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. Oh, boy. So FinCEN. Um, so that's if you have foreign accounts um, and you got to go, hey, my highest account balance was X. Um, I have an account. It's in Chile. It's in Brazil. It's in Europe, wherever. And you just tell them about it. You're okay. So this is where they're trying to, um, I guess, uh, prevent money laundering. Uh, but right. They want to. They want to get a landscape of who's actually who's out, there, out there, who's yeah. in good standing, and yeah. who is a fake so corporation if, laundering money. If you sell stuff on eBay and you have on your tax return a little Schedule C where it says, "Hey, I sold five hundred dollars worth of stuff," um, and my, you know it was junk I sold out of my basement. Um, you have to fill this form out, too. Oh, man. <laughs> so I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to find the fake corporations exactly. that are laundering money. That are money, running money. But, but they're making the rest of us jump through tons of hoops. Tons of hoops. Tons of hoops. So yeah, the odds are? on remembering to file this form out if you moved and go, ooh, you got 90 days to do it. Um, I'm sorry, you have to, it has to be reported within 30 days. Nobody's going to remember that. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, but if you're a company or a corporation and you put in an EV charging station, Ameren. Yeah, so Ameren still got, as a business owner, <clears throat> if you put a charging station for your employees out there, they still got 90 grand remaining in incentives sitting out there. So if you put a, a charging station on your business property for the benefits of your employees, you not only get your, your uh, uh, credit for tax return-wise by putting it in, but you also will get a benefit from Ameren, and there's 90 grand still sitting out there. So if you did something like that, a capital improvement to your office or your building, put EV chargers in there, you get to write it off, you get a 
thirty percent or thirty thousand. Does the company have to pay for the electricity when I plug in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, but Ameren's like, hey, we want you to charge. But there's your car sure they do. They'll give you an incentive to do it because we're getting paid. They're getting paid to pump the electricity to on it. The back so. end. Yeah. Uh, all right. So keep that in mind. If you did put in an EV charging station or you were thinking about it. Exactly. You can get some money from Ameren. Clothing deductions. Before we go, I want to uh, mention this one again. Clothing deductions. If I have to buy a uniform for work or if I have to wear suits to work, and which is, I guess, kind of a uniform if it's required for my job. It's, it's kind of pay for that. Exactly. So uh, 2019, they killed all that. Nobody can take a deduction for work uniforms, for if you had to buy a suit, a dress, any of that stuff doesn't exist. But if Mr. Dorsey was nice enough to buy all you guys a polo shirt and it says KTRS and he paid for it, he can give that to you and he gets to write it off. He can write it off. Yeah, as a corporation, not personally, but he could write it off. As the company. Company can buy it and write it off and then give it to the employees. And the coolest part is they don't have to tax you. It's not income to you. Okay. So if I buy a uniform for work, I can't write it off. But if work buys it, and gives it to me, they yes. can. They can write it off. So we, okay. we get that question a lot. People are like, hey, I got $3,000 suits. I'm like, well, you got a $3,000 yeah. suit. That's awesome. Well, you look great. <laughs> you look great, but you can't yeah. write it off. Sorry. Yeah. You got to pay for it. Uh, okay. Well, that's interesting to know, too, because if you want to get uh, some uniforms or some polo shirts for the, the company picnic and have people come in and show some pride in the office, you can probably write that off. But you can probably only do it if you've got a really solid tax guy doing your taxes for you, that's Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. And here's the phone number one more time. 636-394-5524. Jeff does my taxes. He can do yours too. The problem with the tax code, there are so many things in there that can actually benefit us, little people, People that have, you know, side businesses, side hustles, little LLCs like we have down at the beach. We do a condo. We rent it out. Um, You know, we're not a big corporation, but we are kind of making some money. Exactly. There are things we can take advantage of, but no one ever told us about them. (laughs) And not to mention the fact that even if they told me about it, I don't know how to do this stuff. You'd go, oh, okay. Great. (laughs) Can someone factor that into my finances Tell me what it does, yeah. Because I don't do math, (laughs) but Jeff does. He's the guy that does it for you. Go see him, 636-394-5524. And if you hate paying taxes, you should be calling right now. Yes. Because taxes are an inevitability in our lives. No way around them. But there's a way for us to keep more of it in our, yes. our pockets. Legally reduce. Legally reduce your tax burden. Do it with Jeff. 636-394-5524. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. See you next week. You betcha. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.